Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. Welcome you to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend for playoff games in the books. And as we record this, it is a Monday late morning, early afternoon. By the time we post it, by the time you listen, it might be a different time, a different day, that type of thing. But what we're going to introduce is Mock Draft Monday. That's right, Mock Draft Monday is a co-segment feature uh, with our friends at thedraftnetwork.com, thedraftnetwork.com, not draftnetwork.com, thedraftnetwork.com, and we're going to go over where they're ranking their prospects and as well their latest mock draft as we get you hot and heavy for late April in Vegas for the NFL Draft. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, And again, hope you had a great weekend. But we start with this. Let's get to it right away. A lot of ex-Redskins flavor in the NFL playoffs. Some people might get annoyed. I know Redskins fans get annoyed when I talk about Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan and what the Redskins have lost and what the Redskins have let out the door. Listen, every organization loses valuable personnel, right? There's a difference, though. There's a difference between Sean McVay, who the Redskins also lost, and why I don't beat down the Redskins for losing Sean McVay. They did everything that I can think of right now. Some people might say, wow, you should have fired Jay Gruden after an 8-7-1 season and a Week 17 collapse against the New York Giants. That would have been absurd. That was two straight winning seasons in a row. This organization doesn't do that. They don't major in it. They don't minor in it. Shut up. That's stupid, dumb, ridiculous. I never, ever, ever have criticized them for losing Sean McVay. I've talked about, hey, you lost Sean McVay. That sucks. He was in the Super Bowl last year. But you see this year, Sean McVay's had to rip apart his coaching staff and, and, the Los Angeles Rams took a major step back and they were eliminated in week 16. Didn't even make the playoffs, never mind losing the playoffs. By the way, on this particular podcast, we haven't done an episode since before late Friday night when we found out that Kevin O'Connell, the now former Redskins offensive coordinator, is going to join Sean McVay in Los Angeles. The Redskins let him go. He didn't really want to be here. I don't blame him. He didn't really have a good feeling, I guess, moving forward about Ron Rivera uh, in terms of having control of the offense and doing some of the things that he wanted to do, some of the things that he wasn't able to do under Bill Callahan. That's understandable. His star is on the rise. He's going to be probably a head coach before long. Again, we want to pump the brakes a little bit on that. That's what multiple people around the NFL say. So I can only go based on what I see and what they say, right, Uh, and what I know. And that is, in all likelihood, in an offensively driven league and a pass-first league, he is going to be a head coach at some point. He comes from the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady branch, if you will, played under them, didn't coach under them. He's tight with Josh McDaniels. If McDaniels would have gotten a head coaching job, maybe he goes there. Obviously, he's now going to work with Sean McVay in Los Angeles. What's funny is Kevin O'Connell and Sean McVay never worked together 
in Washington. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't realize that. So Sean McVay looking to upgrade his offense uh, because it wasn't very good last year. Jared Goff took a major step back. Todd Gurley, um, whatever that weird situation, management situation, workload, management load, whatever people call it in the NBA, kind of translating to Todd Gurley, unless there's something more, arthritis, knee, soreness, all that. They took a major step back. So he hires Kevin O'Connell, even though they never worked together. KOC came right after McVay left for the Los Angeles Rams. But good talent, smart people. No, good talent, smart people. And so they got together. So congratulations to Kevin O'Connell. Of course, Scott Turner, the new offensive coordinator of the Redskins. We'll have more on him and moving and everybody moving forward. Now, back to the playoffs from this past weekend. As everybody knows, again, I'm not going to make any attempt to hide it. I like Kirk Cousins individually, personally, as a person, as an athlete, as a quarterback. Uh, I think he's a good family man. Uh, Nobody, 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 nobody should ever think he's perfect as a human being or as a quarterback. He does have some limitations. There is no doubt about it. And everyone knew that while nobody gave him a chance against the New Orleans Saints, and they did win that game ultimately in overtime, some of that was because of Dalvin Cook, maybe a good deal of that was because of Dalvin Cook, that if you took away Dalvin Cook in a particular football game, that Kirk Cousins is not going to have a chance. Uh, Not many quarterbacks, quite honestly, against this defense, the San Francisco 49ers defense, if you take away their main running back option, and completely shut down the running game. Not many quarterbacks, if any, are going to have a chance. So when the Vikings run for 21 gross yards, 21 against the San Francisco 49ers on the road on a short week, what in the world do you expect? They have no chance. No chance. Now, Kirk Cousins obviously did not play well enough. 21 of 29, 172, a touchdown, an interception. One to Richard Sherman that obviously kind of iced the game or turned around the game. Uh, Really made – he had the 41-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs early uh, to answer a score by San Francisco. The point of the matter is – I don't know what anybody would have expected out of Kirk Cousins. Name me a quarterback that goes into San Francisco without a running game, with a horrible offensive line, with banged-up receivers on a short week in the playoffs, and wins. Tom Brady? No thanks. He's not doing it. Uh, Peyton Manning wouldn't have done it. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't do it. As a matter of fact, Aaron Rodgers got smoked out there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We'll get to that. That's going to be the NFC Championship game. The point of the matter is... No chance. You have no chance if you can't run the ball against a San Francisco 49er defense. Zero chance. And the Green Bay Packers will find that out again this week if they can't run the ball. Zero chance. Minnesota Vikings found that out. So congratulations to Kyle Shanahan and a bunch of really good ex-coaches of the Redskins out there, guys that I covered and worked with um, and got to know personally and professionally. Richard Hightower, their special teams coordinator, who was an assistant special teams uh, coach to Danny Smith here for four years uh, with the Redskins. Rich is good people. Uh, Mike McDaniel, their run game coordinator. He was a wide receivers coach and offensive assistant, really highly thought of and smart. Um, Yale product. 
Um, and I've gotten to hang out with him a little bit uh, away from the field and, and Mike and his wife, you know, really good people. Uh, and he's going to be a head coach. Uh, he's already gotten some mentions, some consideration, uh, and, and maybe he'll have to be a, a true offensive coordinator first, uh, I would assume, before becoming a head coach. But the bottom line is he'll be a head coach at some point. I can pretty much guarantee you uh, that. Bobby Turner, longtime running backs coach for Mike Shanahan in Denver, Terrell Davis, Orlandis Gary, all those one that Mike Anderson, all those 1,000 yard guys that nobody knew anything about, those guys. And Terrell Davis obviously became a Hall of Famer. He came to Washington, Alfred Morris, you know that whole deal. Roy Hallou. Uh, went to San Francisco. I think Bobby was in uh, Atlanta, I believe, with Kyle for the one for one of the two years. Maybe I, I have to double check that. But he he was part of the coaching staff. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was part of the coaching staff down there, and obviously went with Kyle to San Francisco. Um, when Kyle went out there three years ago, feel really good for him. Guys like Bobby Slowick, son of Bob Slowick, both were on the coaching staff. Bob Slowick, uh, senior or or the uh, the elder Bob Slowick, I got to know pretty well. I don't know Bobby that well, um, but Bob Slowick, his dad, a longtime veteran NFL defensive coach, former defensive coordinator, was brought to the Redskins by Mike Shanahan. Uh, so that's you know that that's really good. John Embry was uh, is on that staff with San Francisco. He was only here in Washington for less than a year because he took late in the 2010 season the University of Colorado head coaching job, which was a little bit of a surprise to everyone, uh, but he was that's his alma mater, and he got that opportunity, uh, and that was good for him. So uh, a lot of ex-Redskins flavor in that Vikings 49ers game, certainly, and there was even in the Tennessee-Baltimore game and the other games this weekend, we will recount and kind of tie all those pieces together here on the Locked on Redskins podcast coming up next, plus Mock Draft Monday. Don't you dare go anywhere. What's going on, guys? I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. You know, to get fit in 2020, and who doesn't want to do that? You don't have to go to a gym, pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment, The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high-quality at-home cycling experience at a cost of less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy moms, dads, first responders, elite athletes, whatever your activity level is, daily live, on-demand studio classes, right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. That's echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L to learn about their limited time, free Apple iPad and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash L-O-N-F-L, echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, fellas. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. 
They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We continue right along here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is a Mock Draft Monday. We'll explain and get to that in just a little bit. First, we recall and rewind on the NFL playoffs and the ex-Redskins flavor. Uh, that was really a, a big part of the show. For Tennessee and Baltimore, of course, Tennessee upsets the Ravens 28-12 Saturday night in Baltimore. There's really no ex-Redskins flavor on the Baltimore Ravens uh, that I remember or that jumps out to me. But for Tennessee, it's interesting. Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, he's the son of Redskins minority owner or, uh, yeah, Redskins minority owner or partial owner, um, Frederick Smith, who also founded and built FedEx Field. How about that, right? So his son is an offensive coordinator who's one win away from the Super Bowl. How about that? So (laughs) that's a really unique kind of, I guess, direct connection to the Redskins uh, because his dad, again, uh, you know, obviously FedEx, FedEx Field, his dad, part of the ownership group, that type of thing. And some people are starting to think, especially after this run, that Arthur Smith could get a head coaching job as soon as early next year. Um, Now, also, there were two off the field uh, employees that I'd like to signal out that I've talked about on on uh, SI and on the radio a little bit. Uh, my friend Jen Hinkle, who left the Redskins this past summer after, I think, nine years working with them, uh, and she's in the marketing, um, and she's pretty high up. I, don't, I forget her exact title, but Jen is a really good person. She worked really hard uh, with the Redskins to help sell you know, a product that quite honestly isn't always appealing, and she's getting treated really, 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 really well uh, in Tennessee, and I'm happy for her uh, as they're going to the AFC Championship game, and as well, Susanna Nickel, who used to be in media relations here uh, with the Redskins. She left a couple years ago to go back home. She's from Nashville, uh, so this is awesome for her. Uh, So congratulations to uh, those guys. Appreciate uh, all of their help over the years for me and what I do, Uh, so very happy for them in return. Now, meanwhile, Kansas City came back from 24-0 down to beat the Houston Texans 51-31. Now, you you, you might be wondering, right, well, what are we doing here? Well, first of all, Austin Ryder, a former seventh-round pick of the Redskins, who then went to Cleveland after he was cut, blew out his knee, I think in a game against the Redskins. can't remember if it was preseason or it was week four, 2016. I can't remember. I think it was week four, 2016, uh, the bow and arrow Josh Norman game, interception, whatever, uh, that he blew out his knee. But he is the starting center for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, again, a team that has a very, very, very good chance of going to the Super Bowl. So good job out of Austin Ryder, a former seventh round pick. Unbelievable. How about Bashad Breeland? Seven combined tackles on Sunday 
Uh, Bree, I covered you know his entire career here. Very, very, very happy for him. Kendall Fuller, part of the Alex Smith trade. Only one tackle. He hasn't exploded in Kansas City by any means, uh, but he's turned out to have a pretty decent, solid career and feel good for those guys as they're going to the AFC Championship game. And, of course, uh, as you know, Andy Reid has uh, he's kind of made the Redskins uh, – I said a, a a somewhat bad word the other night on, on Twitter uh, or in my SI post. I can't remember, uh, but he kind of owns the Redskins, right? I mean, those three guys are are, are are some examples of that. Donovan McNabb trade, the Alex Smith overall trade. Uh, I know that wasn't necessarily Andy Reid being a genius, but Alex it's not like Alex Smith was playing real well before his catastrophic leg injury. He, he wasn't making any mistakes. He wasn't doing it much of anything in terms of the actual quarterback position. But either way, good job. Uh, out of Andy Reid, always pulling for him. Now, the final game of the weekend, ex-Redskins flavor. Of course, John Schneider used to be in the Redskins front office a long time ago, Seahawks, uh, general manager. Seahawks are, you know, Right there every year, battling for the playoffs, battling for the postseason. Uh, Usually they make it, as they did this year. They lose 28-23 to the Green Bay Packers and head coach Matt LaFleur, former quarterbacks coach under Mike Shanahan for the Washington Redskins. He's bounced around since then. Very happy for Matt. Uh, Used to hang out, you know, quite a bit. Really? Molly? Used to hang out with Matt LaFleur uh, and his wife and uh, young daughter uh, when they would come to Redskins Park to see him uh, right, right around dinner or after dinner. That's really the only way sometimes families can get together and spend any time together. Um, you know, when you're working from 4 a.m. until 10 p.m. at night, that type of thing. So um, real happy for Matt. Also, Matt's chief of staff, which is an interesting title position, a uh, guy that I got to know with the Redskins, former scout uh, for them, Daryl Franklin, who's one of the nicest people on earth, uh, really happy for him. Um, and he basically helps Matt facilitate all sorts of communication plans, a daily kind of run of things uh, that a head coach has to do in terms of coordination and communication uh, with the football team in all different departments and divisions. Uh, so I'm really happy for Daryl uh, and the Green Bay Packers as well. Preston Smith, two sacks. Yes, Preston Smith, two more sacks in Sunday night's 28-23 win over the Seattle Seahawks, including one on a third and in which he barreled in off the left edge. Listen, I've said forever now, I wrote it, I said it on the radio, I I thought Bruce Allen was making a mistake not valuing Preston Smith. He plays every game. No, he might not be the best sack guy. No, he might not always close the door. Listen, you don't just measure things by sacks. I keep telling you that. His run defense got better and better. As a matter of fact, he graded out higher according to Pro Football Focus for whatever that's worth. A lot of people hate Pro Football Focus. I like them. I don't always agree with them. In this particular case, I do. He graded out higher as a pass uh, as a run defender in his final year in Washington than he did as a pass rusher. Oh, and by the way, he had the second most quarterback pressures and hurries on the Redskins in 2018, his final year. And he went that far off of Ryan Kerrigan, who had a lot more sacks, but Preston Smith also had a lot of pressure. And it's it's not always about sacks. It's about hurries, pressures, hits, knockdowns, altering the game. 
lot of people can't figure that out. So congratulations to Preston Smith, who now has 14 sacks in his first year in Green Bay. So a lot of Redskins flavor in the NFL playoffs still to come. All right, we'll finish up our show and our episode today with Mock Draft Monday, courtesy of our friends at the Draft Network. TheDraftNetwork.com is where you want to go. TheDraftNetwork.com. What are the Redskins looking like? This one's kind of easy to figure out unless they make a trade. That's next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. As always, you can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins on Twitter as well. You can follow me individually at WrestleMania621. Read me si.com slash NFL slash Redskins for all sorts of Redskins content and coverage, uh, videos, all that good stuff. Try and put everything up everywhere and just can't figure out enough time uh, in the day to do everything. Uh, as well, you can listen to me on the radio, 106.7 The Fan on the radio.com app, 106.7 The Fan in the Washington, D.C. area, and by subscription at Warpath Magazine. Uh, so plenty of ways to consume me and lots of, more importantly, Redskins coverage. All right, so this is Mock Draft Monday. We're going to do this uh, as many Mondays as we have between now and the draft, uh, this was a really good suggestion uh, by our crew. Uh, so we wanted to point you to the uh, the website, thedraftnetwork.com, that we've mentioned a couple of times uh, on the episode already. They just put out a fresh mock draft late last night, meaning Sunday night for today. Uh, ben Solak did it. Uh, so here we go. And... and we shouldn't necessarily be surprised uh, by this because, well, this is what most people are going to have, right? Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback, who is going to play for the national championship on Monday night. He is the number one pick, uh, I think, in pretty much every mock draft, but maybe there'll be some variants just for controversy. Joe Burrow going to be the number one pick of the Cincinnati Bengals. Hard to think that doesn't happen. Now, as far as the Redskins go, number two, of course, Chase Young. If they don't trade out, I think everybody is in agreement that it'll be Chase Young, right? Hard to kind of think that it's not going to be either a trade out or trade or Chase Young situation, uh, especially with Del Rio, especially with Rivera. Yes, Montez Sweat. Yes, Ryan Anderson. Yes, Ryan Kerrigan. But Ryan Kerrigan's not a guarantee to stay here. I think he'll be here. Not a guarantee. And it is the last year of his contract if he does stay here. So you'd have to kind of think that the clock is ticking there. Uh, and it's a matter of when, not if. Um, so Chase Young is the pick there. Now, when it, where it gets interesting is what happens after that and what teams want to do that are be or after the Redskins, if they want to jump up to number two to get a certain player, and it doesn't just have to be the quarterback. It doesn't just have to be Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, in this particular mock draft from the Draft Network, Jeffrey Okuda, the cornerback from Ohio State, who's widely regarded as, again, either a top two or three prospect. Some people have him as low as five, whatever. He is a lockdown corner. A lockdown corner. And the Redskins need him too. So they, I guess, could go there. But I, I see them going Chase Young more than Okuda. He goes to the Lions, number three in this particular mock draft. Isaiah Simmons, 
a linebacker from Clemson. Of course, part of that national championship game. The Giants need lots of help uh, on defense. Uh, I don't have much of a file, i got to be honest with you, on him. Uh, so I'm going to have to do my homework on him. But here's where the dominoes start to fall. At number five at the Draft Network, they have Tua Tagovailoa going to Miami. Now, if Miami can grab Tua at number five without trading up, you'd have to think that's kind of a victory for them, right? But what if they get antsy and nervous that – that's the guy that they really like and that somebody is going to leapfrog the Redskins or somebody or trade with the Redskins to leapfrog them or trade with, again, either the Lions or the Giants, knowing that the Dolphins may be in on Tua. So that's a thing that they have to weigh. And the only way they can weigh that is by putting together a deal for number two and the Redskins once Joe Burrow officially goes. So that's the interesting part of all this is that there's so much that these teams can do, quite honestly, uh, and it doesn't just revolve around one player and one position. Uh, just real quickly, rounding out the top ten, and these teams could jump up as well. Number six, the Los Angeles Chargers going into a new building. Uh, the Draft Network has them going with Justin Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon. I think he's a little bit uh, of a disappointment. Number seven, Carolina Panthers, Ron Rivera's former team, Derek Brown, an interior defensive lineman from Auburn. Uh, number eight, Cardinals, Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama uh, to protect their quarterback, um, Kyler Murray. Number nine, Christian Fulton, a cornerback from LSU, also as part of that national championship game to replace Jalen Ramsey with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And number 10, and this is a guy who certainly the Redskins, if they trade down, could have some interest in, Andrew Thomas, the best offensive tackle believed by many in the draft. He goes number 10, a little lower than I've seen him go to the Cleveland Browns, according to the draftnetwork.com. We will have continuing draft coverage uh, as many days as possible, if not every day, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, because quite honestly, that's all we really care about, that and free agency at this point, now that most of the coaching staff is set up and... Games are so far away that the Redskins need to fill all these holes or as many holes as possible. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.